Sunday night, and you're listening to WKRM Radio from Columbia, Tennessee, coming at you from that WKRM Mule Town Radio Tower of Power, high atop Mount Parnassus in beautiful downtown Columbia on 103.7 FM, 1340 AM. If you're on your tractor and reaching out to the world on WKRM Radio. It's time for George Hamilton V's Americana Central Time, y'all. And now, well, howdy, fans. This is George Hamilton V, and it is time for Americana Central Time. And try to get all our different things together George Hamilton V. Man, oh man, I just talked over Colonel William Covington and everything else. We got this brand new studio in here, and I was trying to get my headphones all hooked up. I've been on vacation visiting my mama over in North Carolina. I'm George Hamilton V. This is Americana Central Time. And we got some very special guests today, and I tell you what, we are in Mule Town, USA, Columbia, Tennessee. And since we are in Mule Town, USA, Americana Ann and I. Hello, Americana Ann. Are you there? Hello, GV. Did you have a good time with your mama? I did, but now we got to go on a ride on the mule train. Are you ready? Ready. All right. We are in Mule Town, USA. It's Americana Central Time. <laughs> Hop on that mule train, y'all. They'll keep going till they drop. Clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity clop, clippity 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 Love the charge the back of a rancher in Corona. A guitar for a cowboy way out in Arizona. A dress of calico for a pretty navy hoe. Get along. Get along. Clippity-clop, clippity-clop, clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-clippity-cl
Johnny Cash, the man in black right there. Before that, of course, the Maddox Brothers and Sister Rose with Mule Train. We always like to start off Americana Central Town with a ride on the Mule Train. Since we're coming at you out of Columbia, Tennessee, Mule Town, 
USA. And tonight we have a very special Americana Central Time. Well, it's always special, but tonight even extra special because we have a gentleman who's just been at the Southern Festival of Books. That's right. It's Fry Gilliard. You're an author, historian, journalist. You have a new book that you are a part of called A Word on Words. Could you tell us about it? Yeah. So I co-edited this book with uh, a friend of mine named Pat Siegenthaler, uh, Pat Siegenthaler with Pat Toomey about uh, John Siegenthaler, who it was the late uh, editor and publisher of the Tennessean newspaper in Nashville. Yeah. And he was one of the great, uh, great journalists of uh, of the 20th century and early 21st century. Um, and one of the things that John did over the years was he um, did uh, public television interviews with writers. And um, so Pat Toomey and I did a collection of 25 or so of what we thought were some of the best interviews that he did over a 40-year period. And the series on TV was called A Word on Words. That's right. So we we stole the the name of the book from the name of his show. Yeah, but what a show it was. I used to watch it every uh, week. Fantastic. You know, there were just wonderful conversations with all kinds of writers, you know, uh, novelists like Pat Conroy and Ann Patchett of Nashville and poets like Nikki Giovanni and presidential historians like John Meacham and Doris Kearns Goodwin. And um, so those kind of people. But John also uh, loved to interview singer-songwriters, particularly if they had written books. Yeah. And so we included four or five of those interviews in, in this book. And and as it happens, I think they're some of the strongest interviews in the whole book. Yeah. And one of them was with Marty Stewart. Okay. Uh, and Marty, it, his book was uh, called Country Music, The Masters. Okay. And it was a photography book of uh, photos that Marty had taken of some of the icons who meant the most to him. So Johnny Cash was one of those. Yeah. Um, and uh, Marty... Um, he said that Johnny Cash and Earl Scruggs, no, Johnny Cash and Lester Flatt yeah. were the only two people he had ever worked for, right. meaning he was in their bands yeah. uh, at different times. Yeah. And so he talks with great affection about his uh, relationships with them and uh, – you know, if you want me to, whenever I can read you a little. Could you uh, read us a little bit right now? I will do it. Yeah. So he uh, he he opens the conversation with John Siegenthaler. This is Marty Stewart. Marty Stewart does uh, by by talking about his last visit with Johnny Cash, okay. and he took a photo of Johnny Cash on that last visit, and Cash died four days later. Wow. But this is, uh, this is what uh, Marty Stewart told Siegenthaler. He said, I was over there about to go on a trip to Washington, D.C., and we wrote a song together, and I had my camera with me, and so I took that photo. It was only four days before he passed, and the way the light was coming in on his shoulders, he looked like an old president. Sitting there, he looked like a great old statesman. Wow. And that was kind of uh, Marty Stewart's view of Johnny Cash, that yeah. he was the great statesman of country music. You yeah. know? Um, he was somebody who spoke to middle America, but he was somebody you know, who with music and words and his just persona 
tried to bring everybody together, too. And it's know? really neat because uh, so many times when I go out and play live shows and I run into people of all political persuasions. Right. But everybody feels like Johnny Cash was with them. And Johnny Cash had a way of bridging all the gaps and... Uh, you know, speaking the truth that we all could relate to. I think so. And and it's interesting because he is quite intentional about it. Yeah. In the late 1960s, he had a national television show that right. was done at the Ryman Auditorium. And those that was a time of great polarization in the country, not unlike what we're dealing with today. Yeah. And um, country music, in a lot of people's estimation, was identified with the conservative side of the political spectrum, which was never quite, it was never quite that simple. And then folk music, protest music, was identified with the political left. But but Johnny Cash thought it was all the same thing, that it all had the same roots, and that music touched something deeper than the stuff that divides us. And so he would have Bob Dylan on the show, and he'd have Merle Haggard on the show. He'd have... uh, you know, uh, just try to, you know, Charlie Pride or um, Joan Baez. And or Joni Mitchell. Joni Mitchell, yeah. Linda Ronstadt, yeah. you know. And and so he was trying to make a statement yeah. that, you know, that we're, we're one country that we – and our music reminds us of that. Yeah. And um, so he was a, he's an amazing person. And that's what's so great with this book, the brand-new book, A Word on Words, uh, Pat – Tumay and Fry Gilliard. Uh, it's, it's based on John Siegenthaler's. It was, I think, an award-winning television series. It, it, it won a number of awards. Yeah. He did it for forty years. Wow! And never got paid for it. Wow! He just did on it Nash- on Nashville Public Television. Nashville Public Television. Yeah. And sometimes it it aired nationally, and sometimes it didn't. Yeah. But you know, the greatest writers in the country wanted to be on that show. Yeah. Because Siegenthaler asked such good questions. And the other thing that writers appreciated about him so much was he read the books. He read it cover to cover, every book that yeah. he interviewed somebody about on the show. Now, did he ever interview you? He did. He well, did. Now, you, wrote, you have written at least 20 books. Has he re- did he read all of them? <laughs> no, I don't think he read them all, but okay. he, I was on the show a couple of times. And nice. it was uh, you know, And it was great. Every, you know, almost everybody that he had on the show – he would introduce you as tonight we have an old friend, you know, and uh, I realized that I was kind of a bit player in the pantheon of old friends of of John Siegenthaler because he had so many friends. Yeah, But he really did think of a broad array of people, you know, as his friends. And uh, so, you know, including some of the people we can talk about here tonight. Marty well, Stewart you mentioned Marty Stewart, and he was on the show with John Sigatella, and you wrote uh, mm-hmm. about this and uh, used mm-hmm. many quotations. So he was also talking about Lester Flatt. Johnny Cash and Lester Flatt, you said, Marty Stewart said, were the only two people. They were his only two bosses. Only his bosses. Whole, yeah, right. Because yeah, they cool. were the only, you know, the, he was in each of their bands, but that, yeah. that was the only people he ever worked for, he said. Yeah. So, uh, well, did he have anything to say specific about Lester Flatt? Because Lester was such an iconic human being and musician. Yeah, he told some wonderful stories about Lester Flatt. And that's in this book. And it's in this book. He was talking. Um, so one of the stories that he told was when he, Marty, was 13 years old, he came from Mississippi by Greyhound bus to Nashville, a place that he had never been. 
and he was he was supposed to be introduced to Lester Flatt. Marty was a 13-year-old musical prodigy, played the mandolin and anything else that needed playing. So Marty Stewart, at age 13, arrives in Nashville at 2.30 a.m. Wow. At the Greyhound, Greyhound bus. bus station. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets off the bus, and there's another member of Lester Flatt's band who's supposed to meet him there. But he isn't there. All right. And because uh, he got to playing somewhere in some club in Nashville and just kind of lost track of time. <laughs> so, so here's this 13-year-old kid who says in the interview, I've never felt so alone in my life. Yeah. But he walks out the, the, one of the doors of the Greyhound station, and he walks a little bit, and he finds himself outside of the Ryman Auditorium. Wow. And he said, uh, he said, there it was, you know, the place where Bill Monroe gave shape to bluegrass, yeah. you know. Uh, and he talked about the, uh, he said he remembered the hearing after Patsy Cline died in the airplane crash, yeah. hearing the prayer and the moment of silence from the Opry, yeah. from the Ryman Auditorium, yeah. being broadcast. And he said down in Mississippi as a little boy, he could hear people sobbing at in the Ryman Auditorium over yeah. the radio during wow. the moment of silence. Yeah. And he said it felt like a member of the family had died. And he said, I felt like I was a member of that family. Yeah. And so he was talking about what country music meant to people and how um, – and and how he experienced that through the masters, you yeah. know, through Lester Flatt and Johnny Cash and others. The other wonderful story that he told about uh, Lester Flatt was he realized uh, that Lester was coming to the end of his life, that he his health was declining. And Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs had been a duo at one time. And they had a falling out, and years had gone by without them talking to each other. And Marty Stewart said that Bob Dylan was coming through Nashville about the time that Lester Flatt was, his health was declining. And Dylan said to Marty Stewart, did Lester and Earl ever patch things up? And uh, Marty said, no, I don't think they ever have. I don't think they're speaking and Dylan said, well, you know, that's that's too bad because we, you know, we don't live forever or something like yeah. that. And so Marty Stewart thought, you know, somebody should work on this. So Marty went to see Earl Scruggs. Yeah. And he said, you know, I don't think Lester has much time left. If you think there's anything you'd like to say to him, I'd be glad to try to set that up. And Earl Scruggs said, let me think about it. And... It turned out Marty didn't have to set it up. Earl Scruggs just went. Wow. But Marty Stewart was the catalyst for that. Yeah. And he tells that lovely story in this book also. Wow. So it's just full of stories that really touch your heart. He talks talks about Charlie Pride, talks about, you know, others. He called Charlie Pride my Mississippi brother. Yeah. Know? So Cool guy, Marty Stewart. I've never met Marty Stewart, but I'd like to after reading this interview. Oh, I bet you will soon. Maybe we get him up here to Americana Central Time and you all can do a show together sometime. Well, we that'd got be a, very cool. we got a word from our sponsors coming up after this song we're going to play. Lester Flatt and Earl Scruggs, God Loves His Children. And then we'll be back with Frank Hilliard, 
a co-author of the brand new book, A Word on Words, and it's uh, the wonderful uh, interviews mm -hmm. with John Sickenthaler on his television show on Nashville Public TV, A Word on Words. Stay tuned, y'all. Here's Flat and Scruggs, a word from our sponsors. They will be back with more. Fry Gilliard on Americana Central Time on WKRM, Columbia. In Southern Mill, Tennessee, you're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. 
I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hosts for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Long ago and far away, my old high heel dancing shoes, I turned the world all which way. Unto no other field Simple love, simple truth There's no end to what I do Just because you asked me
Marshall Chapman right here on Americana Central Time. And that is T. Texas Tom Comet playing the bass there on a song written by Billy Joe Shaver. You might have heard a hit record of that by Waylon Jennings. We're in the studio tonight on Americana Central Time. I'm George Hamilton V. Americana Ann is here. Are you there, Americana Ann? Well, I got your microphone. Say it again. I'm here, GB. That's weird. I'll have to figure out another way to get you. Oh, maybe oh, it's, there you go. Wrong microphone. I'm here, GB. Yes, you're there. All right. Well, we're also here with Fry Gellyard. Are you here, Fry? I am here, George. Uh-huh. Now, Fry Gellyard has just released a book with Pat Toomey, and it is a word on words based on John Sigenthaler's award-winning television show, A Word on Words, interviews with all the, the people on the shows. And your chapters in particular, Fry, are dealing with the musical artist that wrote books. Right. He, uh, he loved country music, John did, and yeah. saw it as a form of literature just in and of itself. Yeah. You know, country songs, he thought, dealt with the human condition just like uh, – poetry did or novels or, you know, uh, works of historians or whatever. But when he could get a sort of two-for-one and he could get a country singer-songwriter who had also written a book like, yeah. uh, you know, like Marty Stewart did with country music, The Masters, or uh, he had Marshall Chap- Chapman on with her book uh, Goodbye, Little Rock and Roller, yeah. which was uh, – which was a the, – the the uh, it was the t- the title of the book was taken from a title of one of her songs. It yeah. was kind of a signature song for yeah. her. You know, growing yeah. up, Marshall wasn't didn't grow up like a lot of country musicians. Okay. He grew up poor, you know, in yeah. rural areas or whatever. Yeah. She grew up in a wealthy textile family in Spartanburg, South Carolina. All right. Came to Vanderbilt. She and I were Vanderbilt classmates back in the 60s. And Marshall majored in French at Vanderbilt. So she and a career in rock and roll and country music and stuff, that that was not what her family had in mind for Marshall. But it was what Marshall had in mind. And she talks about how... When she was seven years old, uh, the African-American woman who worked for their family took Marshall, and together they went and saw Elvis Presley live wow. in Spartanburg. Yeah. And the, um, the African-American woman loved Elvis, Yeah, could tell instinctively and, and by listening that Elvis loved black music. And um, and and so she appreciated that about Elvis and wanted a little Marshall, too, as well. And Marshall was blown away and decided that rock and roll was what beckoned to her. Yeah. So she came to Nashville to go to college but stayed to write songs. So she had a secret plan. She did. Yeah. And she wrote songs for and with uh, people like Jimmy Buffett yeah. and, um, uh, you know, and she admired people like Billy Joe Shaver, and sometimes they recorded her songs, and sometimes she recorded theirs. Yeah. And uh, she's way cool. You know, yeah. she's a she's one of my favorite people. She's a she's a rock and roller. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's in this book, A Word on Words by Pat Toomey and Fry Gellyard. And Fry, um, was there anything in particular that that Marshall said that uh, you was in the book that just blew your mind? 
Well, you know, she talked about the, uh, you know, the the kind of uh, uh, all the weird people that you could meet That's in cool. Nashville, you know, and she talked about uh, uh, people like the uh, music critic Dave Hickey, who okay. wrote, you know, books about music and was always saying, you know, kind of cool and wacky things and, you know, the the, the truth and 20 words or less with with him. Uh, <laughs> she talked about songwriters that she worked with and knew and admired, uh, like Bobby Braddock, who yeah. wrote D-I-V-O-R-C-E oh, yeah. for Tammy Wynette. And, and we're not the jet set. We're not the jet set. Yeah. And uh, he stopped loving her today for yeah. George Jones. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know. Uh, and Bobby also wrote a song that uh, Tanya Tucker recorded uh, called I Believe the South's Gonna Rise Again. All right. But not the way we thought it would back then. That's the subtitle. Wow. And it's about sort of decent things yeah. that can come out of the South. And, yeah. Uh, so Bobby could write all kinds of songs, and yeah. Marshall said she loved a lot from hanging out with somebody like that. Yeah, he's one of the longest successful string of hit writers and just he's such a wonderful thinker and uh, yes. we had him on the Viva Nash Vegas radio show back okay. in Franklin one time. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah what a he's, character. He's he's great. Uh, yeah. yeah, and Marshall, you know, Marshall loved him and so there are people like that that uh so you know, some people know and some people don't and yeah. They are sprinkled through the book along with people like, you know, with the interview, along with people like Jimmy Buffett and others. She said Jimmy Buffett was like a brother to her. Wow, and, uh, cool. You know, she uh, she she grieved his death when yeah. it came recently, as many people did. Yeah. Um, and many people don't realize, I think Jimmy was actually based in Nashville. And did he write for Billboard magazine at one time? I think that may be true. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think he wrote... Um, uh, some of his early uh, hits, Come Monday, I think he wrote yeah. while he was in Nashville. Yeah. And that was pre-Margaritaville before yeah. he really broke big. But, uh, you know, his country roots are really clear, yeah. you know. And yet he was kind of a rock and roller, too. And yeah. he and Marshall Marshall toured in his band for a while. Cool. And uh, she talks about that with John. So, yeah, yeah. she tell, she's a good, great storyteller. And, but, you know, one of the things that's interesting about the book and about John Sickenthaler's television show, when he interviews someone like Waylon Jennings. Yeah. And Waylon Jennings, he gave him the lowdown on Willie Nelson and, and how Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain came yeah. about. Yeah. So... Uh, Waylon uh, wrote an autobiography. He wrote it with a guest, you know, with a ghostwriter, but uh, it was Waylon, right? I mean, you can hear his voice coming through. And uh, so Siegenthaler was very impressed with the book, and a lot of it was about growing up really hard in Texas, uh, being raised to pick cotton and deciding that wasn't for him. I'm, I didn't plant it. I'm not going to pick it, he said All one right. time when he walked off the out of the cotton fields. And you know, Waylon talks also about uh, being inspired by Elvis, and okay. Waylon loved black music and and uh, and white music, yeah. and so Elvis's first record, "That's All Right, Mama," was a blues song, yeah. and the other side was "Blue Moon of Kentucky," yeah. which is a bluegrass song, yeah. and. Waylon thought, man, he's putting it together, yeah. you know, and so Waylon was inspired by that. But his closest friend in music, undoubtedly, was Willie Nelson. Yeah. And he tells the story in the book and also to John Siegenthaler on the show about 
uh, Willie was an artist with Columbia Records. Waylon was with RCA. So theoretically, Waylon didn't have any say about Willie's uh, record, yeah. you know. But he got wind of the fact that the uh, people at the higher ups at Columbia thought that the Redheaded Stranger album that had Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain on it yeah. was too simple, yeah. too spare, just too pared down. So they wanted to bring in a producer like Billy Sherrill or somebody who would add lush arrangements and strings and stuff like that, maybe. And Waylon just apparently went over to Columbia Records and just gave them what for. Yeah. And uh, so they they uh, it was apparently instrumental in Columbia Records deciding uh, to release it like Willie did it. And so Blue Eyes Crying in the Rain was the signature song, the biggest hit from that album, and jump-started the Willie Nelson phenomenon. I mean, Willie had been a successful songwriter and a modestly successful recording artist, yeah. but he became, like, bigger than life from yeah. that album forward. And and so Waylon apparently had something to do with that, just shamed the people into into at the record company into listening to the way Willie was trying to do it and the rest is history. But let's listen to the way Willie was trying to do it right here with a song that man it would climb the country charts and oh, the pop charts. So absolutely. simple and pure. Yeah, it's beautiful. Willie Nelson, thanks to Willie Jennings telling people at Columbia, let him do it the way he does it. Blue eyes crying in the rain right here on Americana Central Time. In twilight glow I see Blue eyes crying in the rain When we kissed goodbye and parted I knew we'd never Love is like a dying ember And only memories remain And through the ages I'll remember Blue eyes crying in the rain Blue eyes crying in the rain. 
Willie Nelson with what became the kickstart of the real, real career as we know Willie Nelson. Right. And Fag Elliard telling us a story from the books. The book, A Word on Words, Pat Tumay and Frag Elliard wrote. How can people get this, this book, A Word on it Words? It was uh, published by Vanderbilt University Press, cool. so it can be um, ordered directly from them. But any local bookstore yeah. uh, can order it from them, too. So, Of course, based on John Siegenthaler's television shows on MPT, Nashville Public Television. I wonder... Have they thought about just having a little bit of a, a DVD that could maybe accompany the book someday? or just Well, you know, I don't know, but that's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody should mention that to somebody. Right? Yeah. Yeah, good. Well, yeah. now, you got an interesting passage from the book to help us encapsulate everything as you head off into the evening, okay. heading south towards Alabama. Yeah. So let me let me set it up real quick. Here's Guy uh, Gilliard right here. One of, the, uh, one of the singer-songwriters he interviewed was Rodney Crowell about Rodney's uh, memoir called Chinaberry Sidewalks. Okay. And and it's it's about Rodney growing up on the outskirts of Houston in a family that was really very poor and for a long time pretty dysfunctional. But finally his mother and father who fought all the time when Rodney was young kind of had this uh you know reconciliation at the end and when his father died uh, his family was, he felt like was whole, and there was kind of a redemption in their story. And he also tries to explain how, for people like that, living on the margins of American life, you know, they're, they're dirt poor, uh, the importance and the role that country music played in their lives. And so to illustrate that, um, he talks, he reads this passage about taking his mother to um, to meet Roy Acuff at wow. the Grand Ole Opry. Rodney Crowell doing it. Rodney right. Crowell did right after Rodney's father had died. Wow. And so this is what he told Siegenthaler in that interview. My mother and father met in 1944 at a Roy Acuff concert in Buchanan, Tennessee, up on the western Tennessee and Kentucky state line. That's where they met. So the real idea to write Chinaberry Sidewalks happened after my father passed away when I took my mother to the Grand Ole Opry. This was when Roy Acuff had the first dressing room, and he would receive people every night after a show, and it was always a blessing. So I took my mother in to meet Roy Acuff. She'd put on her best, and she went in and told Mr. Acuff, I met my husband at your concert in Buchanan, Tennessee in 1944. And hand over my heart, Mr. Acuff, being the consummate pro that he was, looked into her eyes and very gently said, I remember that night. Um, And it seems like I can remember those two young lovebirds sitting out there in the audience. He knew this was tonic for my mother's soul. And she just floated out of there. And it was such a beautiful moment. Outside, she said to me, Oh, Rodney, he was just like I always knew he would be. And didn't his hair look just like your daddy's? Man, oh, man. Frygilliard from the book A Word on Words by Pat Tumay and Frygilliard. Get it now. John Siegenthaler's television shows, award-winning television shows, interviews with authors and musicians who are also authors. Frygilliard. Thank you for stopping by Americana Central Time tonight. Always good to see you, man. Thank you. All right.
Thanks. Man, Americana Andy, did you get those chills too with that? Rodney I did. Clown? Yeah. Oh, that was just great. Well, we got some words from our fine sponsors here, and then we'll be back with some live music with Kristen Larkin. We got a call from Marshall McGall. It's going to be a tale from the backwards. That's right. I know. Frank Hilliard, will you be listening as you're riding south yeah, towards absolutely. Alabama? Absolutely. Got a radio in my car. All right. <laughs> All righty. Thank you, Fry Gilliard. We'll talk to you later on. Thank you, George. How can people visit you online? Uh, Fry Gilliard author. Let's uh, spell that. F-R-Y-E-G-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. Cool. So, yeah, Fry Gilliard, F-R-Y-E-G-A-I-L-L-A-R-D. It does not sound like it looks, but, hey, you can find it. Yeah, well, Friday, y'all, y'all go and visit him online. Get that book, Americana Ann. Right. Are you ready for a word from our sponsors? Yes, we've got to pay the bills. That's right. Here we go. <laughs> hey, this is Brenda Lynn Allen. Thank you for tuning in to 103.7 FM WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me, painfree.com, or call 615-551-9224. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. WKRM 103.7, Columbia, Tennessee. Your front porch radio for the Columbia Central Lions, the Tennessee Vols, and the Atlanta Braves. Radio! 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 Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, 
songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. And, oh, man, the one and only Colonel William Covington right there, our announcer emeritus from on high, was in this very room for so many years with your friend George Hamilton V. And, of course, Kristen Larkin, our special guest here tonight. She and Colonel William Covington, man, he loved your song, uh, Regardless. What a special man. Yeah, for sure. I tell you, I'll get your microphones correct here. Yeah, and I, I, I think he's still with us here right now, George. I think I he's can, in here right now. I can feel the vibe, you know, just uh, that's what's so neat about being here at this radio station. So much has happened here, and it is a vortex of live music because you've been in here many, many times yes, playing sir. your songs. Mm-hmm. You've just been down to the Columbia Music Fest. Yes. What a turnout. Yeah. Oh, it was a blast. Yeah. Oh, so much fun. Over so at much the fun. Rebel, right yes, there beside the Yes, over at the Rebel. Rebel Bar and Grill. Yeah, yeah. they hosted and they 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 uh, we they set us up at their outdoor stage with a covered seating area for for the folks listening and it was a tremendous, now really, the, really good time. And for folks who are listening right now, you can drive in your car over there because the show is going through. The show is still going, and yeah. it'll be uh, Jake Berman and company was setting up as I was leaving to come here. Okay, and they're going to rock it out, I think, for another couple hours. So there's yeah. still time to get over there. Man, oh man! Well, I tell you, Jennifer Lee has put together some wonderful things with these festivals. Of course, all of her friends who are working with her. Yes, and you yourself. I remember last year when they had the big shakes. Uh, music fest. Yes. Uh, and you were there. And did Jennifer Lee get up and sing along with you on one of She songs? did. Yeah. She got, I think she got up and sang, um, she's got up and sang with me and Anna, and we did some three-part harmonies. And then tonight, yeah. Anna wasn't able to make it because, you know, she has the the restaurant right okay, now. Okay, yeah. So Jennifer Lee got yeah. up and uh, and filled some big shoes there for a minute. But, you yeah. know, she's got a voice that could bring a house down. Yeah. But y'all's two voices together. It's like a twin-engine jet plane. Lovely. But now you're flying solo on Americana Central Time, but I think you'll do just fine. Christian Larkin, have you met Americana Ann before? This is we haven't first. met before, but we just met tonight. Wait till you meet her through her music. You will not believe this. Super fine. wait. Christian Larkin, are you going to play us a song? I am, and I'm still trying to figure out, so I figured I'd fly by the seat of my pants Okay. <clears throat> once I got in here. <clears throat> yeah. Um, And I think I'm feeling... I, I, this song, uh, I, I stopped playing for a little bit because I was like, well, I, I'm over that, you know. And then, But then the people keep saying, well, what about Little Cowboy? I thought you, oh, yeah. man, thank goodness. <laughs> what about that? I love this song. What about the Little Cowboy? Yeah. So I'm going to start out with this. This is on my record, Waking Up. All right. Yes. Kristen Lark on Americana Central Time on WKRM. Got no horse 
converted woman is what you're desiring. Sweet and inspiring, nurturing and open. And while she doesn't like all your rambling ways, beside you she'll stay. She understands you're broken. Grow up, little cowboy. Set you on course Except I ain't your mama And you've got no horse Grow up, little cowboy <clears throat> Maybe you would understand How to love a woman If you someone who will stand by you like that old chorus stars and when you hide you want me to come and find you well bless your Boy, grow up, little cowboy. I'd set you on course, except I ain't your mama, and you've got no horse. Grow up, little cowboy. Maybe you would understand. Fantastic. Kristen Larkin right here on Americana Central Time. Now, that song, Little Cowboy, an original, and you're writing all kinds of songs all the time, and you're heavily yes. inspired now by living in marvelous Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. Yes, yes. Mount Pleasant, Tennessee is where I call home. And yeah. It's, uh, it's a wonderful place to be. It's growing very yeah. Very quickly. It's grown in the past. I've been there for six years. Yeah. And well, uh, we have a guy named, not a guy, a friend named Marshall McGall who wrote the book, Tales from the Backwards Z, about growing up in Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. I got me a copy when I first started coming down there to visit. And uh, what's so interesting about Mount Pleasant now, uh, you all also have house concerts that happen in the summertime. Yes, the Concerts on the some... Porch series that yeah. happen during the summer. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. so cool. What's winter like in Mount Pleasant? Do you get a lot of snow? You know, sometimes we get some snow, All and right. and I gotta say, I live I live on the there there is a, there is a street in Mount Pleasant that has been famous for sledding, uh-huh. Washington Avenue. Uh huh. I've and heard about so that. So <laughs> when it does snow and I ice over and we get that luck, man, everybody comes out and I just sit on my porch. Yeah. And I watch them come down. Yeah. They come down in kayaks. Yeah. 
They come down in sleds. They yeah. come down in every. That, and then the last the last time it happened, there was some. Uh, there was some commotion because they were worried about the kids going back up because people were taking uh, ATVs up and down. Oh, yeah. And there was some worry about the safety. Yeah. And what I loved is the police department, instead of shutting it all down, they just played relay. Yeah. So they sat at the bottom and radioed. Nice. And uh, every, everybody got to have their fun. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's wonderful. I tell you what, if you want to go somewhere to take a trip that's not too far from Columbia and it feels so so far away because it's a lot like Columbia, but different in its own way. It's just this wonderful yeah. small town atmosphere, yeah. a friendly place like Columbia, but on a smaller scale. But on a I smaller often scale, say yeah. that Columbia is like a suburb of Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. <laughs> I love the milkshakes at the restaurant there. Yeah, you know they make their own ice cream. Yeah. They make everything. Yeah. It's good. It's so good. Yeah. It's you know, it's, we're bringing up Mount Pleasant because Marshall McGall will be coming up in just a few minutes with a tale from the Backwards Z, all about Mount Pleasant. We'll be having a wonderful tale with Marshall McGall, one tale at a time. We'll be calling him on the phone. But before that, now we have Mount Pleasant's songwriter laureate here. The one and only Kristen Larkin. What are your tour I'm dates? I'm honored for them by that title. Thank you. All right. Do you have some uh, tour dates coming up? Are you going to be playing in Columbia, Mount Pleasant? Or? You know, um, I have been focusing the past uh, year on writing. Okay. And so I've, I've t- today's show was the first full band show I've played uh, since the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I've played little shows here and there, but I don't have a lot on the docket right now. Yeah. Um, because I'm just trying to I'm, – I'm, tr- I'm forward thinking for the next album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I will keep it posted. You can look at my website, LarkinSongs.com, yeah. um, or on Facebook, and I post shows there. But but today was the one. That was the buildup. And then I'm going to Ireland for 12 days. Nice. And, uh, and then when I get back, then we'll we'll head back into playing more shows. Will you be taking the young, he's like Beethoven, and he's also like one of oh, the greatest Wyatt. singers, Wyatt. Oh, he, will no. he be going with he, you? No, he's not going with me this time, but I, but I would love to bring him, and he is yeah. he is force of Got two wonderful children. So you, does your daughter? I have three wonderful children. Three wonderful children. Do they all sing and play music? They all love music, yeah. and they all sing. Okay. Um, you know, uh, the, Wyatt is the one that plays the piano yeah. and sings and is the yeah. is that kind of performer. Uh, Ruby is a theater girl. Right. So she's an actress. Cool. And Chloe can do all of it, but she likes to pretend like she can't when people are watching. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> well, very, very cool. Do you think they're listening right now? You know, they they're probably in bed, okay, yes, because it's a school night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're with their dad right now. Yeah. Well, Kristen yes. Larkin, how can people find out more about you online? Well, you can you can uh, follow my Instagram or my Facebook, Larkin Songs. You can find me there. My website, LarkinSongs.com. Um, and then also, like, in regards to this festival that I just yeah. played, there is going to be more coming up. Jennifer Lee is really on to something. Yeah, the Columbia Music yes. Fest. ColumbiaMusicFest.com yeah. is the website. And a Facebook page yes. called Columbia and Music Yes, and we had Fest some Fest. tremendous sponsors step up and help us make this happen, if I could just yeah. mention them for yeah. a minute. We had uh, Behar's uh, Fine Art. Okay. Um, the Mule Town Bearded Axe, which nice. is a brewery. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love all the little microbreweries that yeah. we're having pop up around here. Yeah. Like nothing like some good local beer. Um, Riverside Antiques. Yeah. Julie yes. Malone. Yeah. Go yeah. go picking. Yeah. Uh, Ilia Day Spa. Okay. Which for my birthday I went and had a massage and a facial. And let me just say, all now right. what? Wonderful. Where is that? 
Ilya is, um, it's on the square. Yeah. In, in Colombia. In Colombia. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful people there. Like, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, if you want some, like, good quality care and some self-care, I highly yeah. recommend going in there. Nice. Lovely. Uh, Benchmark Realty, Molly Elliott. Yeah. She stepped up. P-Flag Columbia. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just lots of... Uh, Lots of local businesses yeah. helped us make this happen. Now, we've also got uh, Justin Bowman and the Drifters. Justin Bowman and the Drifters. So I think it's just Justin. He's going to be borrowing okay. my Gibson because oh, he just has ele- his electric. But they played a tremendous set. They played uh, – They played. Uh, it was me me and my band and then Cochise County, of yeah. course, Jennifer's band. Yeah. And, oh, Lord. That woman can sing the house down. Yeah. Um, and then Justin Bowman and the Drifters got up. That was the first time I got to hear them play as a band. Yeah. I've been in a writing group with Justin and okay. Chris for a while, so I'd heard his acoustic, you know, just his like, oh, I wrote this song, like the kind of – scratched out you know yeah this is it but it was the first time i was hearing with the band they've been working real hard oh yeah really good so yeah he's gonna come in and, and sing a little bit later well, that's cool we got Kristen larkin right here she could do a song we got a call from marshall mcgall right after this on americana central time once again go to larkin songs larkinsongs.com yep. yeah and columbiamusicfest.com yeah to find out more about the upcoming events you can, right. how you can support local music because yeah. it's so important you know for for, for this community, you know, we're very arts-focused yeah. uh, in Columbia and Mount Pleasant. Yeah. Um, and, and, and in order to continue to support that, we need people to show up and give their, their attention and their energy and their love. And uh, t- today, tonight was a really good example of how yeah. strong that support is. Well, you know, I also want to remind you, we're here in the Americana Music Triangle. Columbia is right here. Yes, and there's some yes. stretches from Nashville to Memphis all the way down to New Orleans. And it is like... All this music, born and bred in the Americana Music Triangle, it's where history made music. And music made history. That's right. And you can find out more about the Americana Music Triangle by visiting AmericanaMusicTriangle.com. The way you said Americana, Ann, is fascinating. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I know We're going to have did. to say that again before we the will. show is over. We will. Well, she is dialing her phone. Meanwhile, Kristen Larkin is going to be playing a song. What is this song you're playing for us now, Kristen? So, um, since I have been writing so much, I'm working on writing a new album. I'm going to play uh, one of the up-and-coming songs from that record. Yeah. Um, And and I apologize for the the slight faltering in my voice in the previous song. You know, we've been... We've been been singing and yelling and all of that good stuff, but this one... uh, this one I wrote, I actually wrote as part of that writing group yeah. with, with Justin and, and Chris. And uh, it's really about um, sort of pausing in the moments of stress. You know, you can get all worked up. Yeah. And then something, something as simple as a sunset can draw your attention to the bigger picture. Kristen Larkin right here on Americana Central Time. Out in yellow 
pink Every once in a while A moment like this Will slip through the cracks And fill the abyss Remind me that we are all one Every once in a while I won't feel afraid Of anything that is coming my way I'm just watching the setting sun Man, 
man, oh man, Kristen Lacker right here on Americana Central Time, WKRM. And once again, visit LarkinSongs.com. Yes, and ColumbiaMusicFest.com. ColumbiaMusicFest.com. Yes. Now, you're going to be here for a little while because Justin Bowman is going to be using your guitar. He's going to be borrowing the axe. And he'll yes, be sir. in there just a little while. Of course, we also have the fabulous Buster, who you may have met back at the Viva Nash Vegas radio show in Franklin years ago. He's up from Pensacola. And he's here going to sing some right. songs. Yeah, too. I met him out in the. In in the, the I didn't realize he was also a Florida. I, I grew up in South Florida. So. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I told you what, and you found your way to paradise. Indeed. Marvelous Mount Pleasant, Tennessee. And talking about paradise, we have the poet of paradise, the one and only Marshall McGall, who will be coming up in just a second. I can see Americana Ann. She's talking through her hand. Do you have anything you want to say to anybody right now, Kristen Larkin, as we wait? For Americana and to hook us up. What would you like to say? Well, I would like to say to my mom and dad. Yeah. I love you. And I'm so glad they moved to Mount Pleasant. Cool. They are living there now. They also moved from Franklin. Yeah. Yes. And thank you to everybody that came out tonight. Yeah. To the Music Fest. Columbia Music Fest. Columbia Music Fest. It was a wonderful time. We had a great time. And and if Kevin in Ireland is listening, I love you. All right. And... uh, all right. Well, we got people all over the world listening on WKRMRadio.com, and you can listen to the podcast of this show either tomorrow afternoon or Tuesday. It'll be up online, and that's by Amer- it's on the WKRMRadio.com page. You push the podcast button, scroll down to Americana Central Time, and you will be looking for show 10 23 That's how the shows are registered or logged right there by date. And this is a mighty fine show. We'll see you in a few. Christian like it. Thank you so much, George. All right. Thank you. You know, Americana Ann, this is just getting, it's, it's amazing just what's happening here in the studio tonight. And now it's going to get even more amazing because we have an amazing friend who's going to tell us a tale about Marvelous Mount Pleasant. And he's yes. coming to visit us next week. Can you believe that? He and Ruder Feldman. Yeah. From down in Pensacola. Pensacola. Now, Now, we had a gentleman here earlier. That's Buster. He's from Pensacola. Pensacola. And so, Marshall, we're going to hook you up with somebody else that's from Pensacola. It would be Buster Kleinert. He'll be on in just a little while to sing some songs, but he's out picking and grinning all over Pensacola. All over. Uh, Yeah, all over Pensacola. Yeah, grew up in Nashville, and uh, he saw the light, the sunlight down there in Pensacola. Hey there, and if I find out he lives in my neighborhood next to me and Reuter, I'm going to go buy a, a lottery ticket. Yeah. Yeah, now wouldn't that be something? Yeah, that that, that blew my mind when Reuter lived right down the street from me. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, here we have Marshall McGall, and he is phoning us from a telephone pole somewhere down there in Pensacola, Florida. The book is called Tales from the Backward Z, and this is one tale at a time. We love when Marshall comes to visit us by way of phone. But especially next week. Next week, it's going to be in person, and you're going to bring Jean. Jean is a maybe right now. She okay, I, she's a maybe. She, she's a fifty percenter right now. Okay, but I'm 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 definitely going to be. You're a hundred percent. And I and I, and I hope she, I'm going to give her seventy percenter. She's going to be there, but uh, but uh, we yeah, and uh, and I've already got I've already got my vehicle pointed north, getting ready. It's already I, I turned it around today and headed it. I, I got my. I got my little, uh, uh, you know, thing out of uh, GPS, and I've got the direction where Columbia is, and I've got it pointed that way right now. Well, you, since you've lived here, or Mount Pleasant, close by, you ought to know where it is. 
Oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll like, be able to find my way. Yeah, it'd be like a salmon yeah. swimming upstream. That's right. You're a salmon <laughs> swimming right. upstream. Okay, so, right. Marshall, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, let me let me tell you a small world thing here first. Okay. About you, that your first guest was talking about the book by John Siegenthaler. Yeah. Yes. And, and a good friend of mine and a good friend of Delk's, uh, a guy named Richard Courtney lives in Nashville. Yeah. Y'all, y'all ever run across old Richard? Yeah, he did a, uh, a column in the Scene magazine, I believe. I used to read that. Yeah. Yeah, R- Richard Courtney also had a radio. He was a kind of a Beatles expert, had a Sunday morning radio show, and he wrote a book called I Never, I Never Saw a Beatle. And anyway, he's a good friend of mine in Delks. Did he grow up in uh, Mount Pleasant? He grew up in Columbia. Right. All right. right a big white house right on the left before you get to Columbia Academy down there's yeah. where he grew up. His dad was an attorney there in uh, in Columbia, but he is married. Now I may mess this up, so I, I always thought he's married to I think John Siegenthaler's daughter. Okay, uh, it could, but she's a Siegenthaler. Yeah, and I always just assumed it was his daughter. But when I got on here, I was about to tell y'all that I, I don't want to say something wrong. It could be his. John Siegenthaler's niece also, okay. but she's a Siegenthaler, but I've always thought it was John Siegenthaler's daughter. Yeah. So. Man, this is a small yeah. world here in Tennessee. Teeny tiny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, that's but, uh, but, it, but anyway, tonight I'm going to tell a tale called A Word of Wisdom. Okay. And a Word just, of Wisdom, and we had a word on words. It's all about the word. Yeah. Word. Word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and another thing, your, your last guest, Kristen Larkin, uh, Lives right there on Washington Avenue. Yeah, right on, right on the backward Z. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. She lives on right the backward Z. She lives there. That's what the backward Z is. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, from Zingarell's on Main Street, take a left on Washington Avenue. You're on the Z. And go up and take a right on Fairview Drive, and I lived on Fairview Drive. So, so I, I lived right up the hill from where she lives now. Very cool. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. That is. So, anyway, I'll jump in here. So tonight's tale. Uh, about some wisdom that my dad passed down to me a long time ago, back in the days when I was a regular cruiser of the backwards Z, going up through Washington Avenue and Fairview Drive. And uh, we talk a lot about phosphate on this show, so so you know we talk a little history here sometime. Because Mount Pleasant was at one time the phosphate capital of the world, and when you drove into town, they had a big sign up there that said "Welcome to Mount Pleasant, the phosphate capital of the world." Yeah. And uh, the reason I was raised in Mount Pleasant is because phosphate brought my dad to Mount Pleasant. Uh, he was he was 18 when World War II broke out, and he became a naval aviator and spent four years over in the Pacific. And when the war ended, he went to Vanderbilt University, graduated there, and he, he grew up uh, pretty close to Vanderbilt, not far from the campus. And then he when he graduated from there, he was a mechanical engineer. And in the late 40s, his first job out of college was with Victor Chemical Company, which is now called Solve, I think. It's a big, still a big plant down there in uh, in Mount Pleasant. But they had a plant in Nashville too, and in those days they processed phosphate into phosphorus, and uh, so they sent him to Mount Pleasant to become the plant manager down there. And uh, this, and of course, it eventually became Stauffer and then a Solve, and they closed the phosphate piece of it back in the early '90s. But the the Solve plant is still out there uh, making other stuff, but. But anyway, when they built these phosphate processing plants about around Murray County in the 30s and early 40s, in, in addition to Victor, you had Mobile Chemical there in Mount Pleasant. You had Monsanto Chemical and Hooker Chemical, and Hooker eventually became Occidental. 
uh, chemical. And the geologist at the time they built these plants estimated there was about 50 years worth of phosphate in the ground in Murray County, and I don't think they missed it by a few months. Because wow. uh, once the phosphate started teetering out in the 80s, those big plants shut down one by one. And, wow. Now, both Mobile and Stauffer had, of course, had added on other things, so they're, they're still they're still down there making other stuff. They just don't make phosphate. But anyway, and and then, and I've told this on the show before, my dad, once he got to Mount Pleasant, became good friends with Sam Kennedy. All right. uh, of course, our good friend is station owner, Del Kennedy's father. And that's yeah. how Del and I became friends when we were just kids. And we've talked on here several times on this show when, when I tell tales about the happenings on Washington Avenue and Fairview Drive. Uh, that in my memories, dealt with, he was just always there. Even though he lived in Columbia, he just he was just always hanging out down there. But uh, he, I think he he said one time on the show when he was on one day, George, back when you used to do that, we did the daytime show. Yeah. And he said that Mount Pleasant was a second home. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But anyway, so my father, uh, one of the smartest men I ever knew, and uh, just like most people, didn't realize until I got older and realized a lot of things he told me were correct. And, and one, of, one of the ways that I learned from his good advice through the years was by not following it and, and then learning the hard way when things went sideways on me. Y'all ever done that before? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the way you learn. And uh, <laughs> I tell my grandkids that to this day. That's the way you learn. But, but uh, <clears throat> Hindsight anyway, is twenty twenty. Uh-huh. That is right. But anyway, so, so these are – uh, it's, I've got a real short tale in the book called The $900 Boat. It's going to lead into the story of a word of wisdom. But, okay. but back in the 60s when I was a kid, my dad had an old wooden fishing boat, and he'd made, he'd made a thousand or so trips around the banks of Air Lake there. And uh, we've talked about Air Lake on here a few times. It's a small lake down on the south side of Mount Pleasant and a regular fishing spot for, you know, just about anybody that grew up around Mount Pleasant been fishing. I, I'm sure that I've... I fished there a hundred times, and and if I'm exaggerating, it's only by about ten or so. And I may be exaggerating the wrong way, but but anyway, it'd been a year or so since he used the old boat, and he decided to sell it. And and the old boat was pretty rough, but he had he had bought a brand new motor about a year back, and he'd given about a thousand dollars for that motor, so the motor itself was worth nine hundred. But he priced it all, the boat and the motor. He matter of fact, he put a classified ad in the Daily Herald, and and. Uh, Delk's dad, Sam Kennedy, owned the Daily Herald. That was the paper there at the time. Is the Daily Herald still still in publication? I, I think it is. Oh, yeah, it? yeah. Yeah, yeah. but anyway, De- uh, Delk's dad owned it, and I think, I may be wrong about this too, I think founded it. But, uh, but yeah, but anyway, he, he put an ad in the Daily Herald, and it said, fishing boat and motor, $900. All right. Now, now, the boat had sprung a leak a couple of years back, and he had patched it up with some black tar. And uh, so he fixed it, didn't didn't leak a drop, <clears throat> but it just looked like a patched boat, had that big black patch on it. So some people would come check that boat out about buying it. They'd see that black patch on it, and, and I say in the book, uh, he heard thank you very much more time than Elvis's tour manager uh, because nobody would buy that old patched-up boat. So he, de- he decided to change his marketing strategy. He changed the classified ad to say, boat motor, $900.00. Same amount, free boat if you buy the motor. Yeah. And, uh, he sold the boat about 30 minutes after the Daily Herald hit the newsstands <laughs> that day. And uh, nobody cared if the free boat had a patch on it. Uh-huh. And uh, they sure did. <laughs> but it, 
<laughs> anyway, so so but on to the word of wisdom. This is the shortest chapter in the book and a real short little tale here. <clears throat> it's only two paragraphs in the book. All right. But when when my dad left Victor in the late 60s, he went in the phosphate mining business. And when the 70s rolled around, I spent my summers working in the phosphate mines and learned how to operate all kind of heavy equipment, <clears throat> one of those being bulldozers. And, and you know, and he had to have some big bulldozers in the mines, so he had big D8s and D9s, which are these big, huge bulldozers that uh, anybody that's been around Caterpillar bulldozers knows what those are. But they're not they're not your normal bulldozers you see around in a field just pushing dirt around for, for farmers and things, but... Uh, and then when the late eighties, when the phosphate industry fizzled out, there was my dad with all these bulldozers sitting around. Right. So he converted to an earth moving company. And in the winter months when things got slow, we would also do land clearing around the County with these big bulldozers, mostly for farmers. So someone would call us, they'd tell us they need some land cleared. We'd, we'd, uh, give them a, you know, the day we'd be there. And, and, and so I would, and by that time I could run a bulldozer. So. I would load the bulldozer up on my dad's tractor trailer, and and uh, by the way, we've talked about this on here before. That's that's how I learned to drive a tractor trailer. Was, uh-huh. uh, was working for my dad, and of course, eventually went into business with old Hunter Robinette up there in Mount Pleasant, McGaw and Robinette Trucking. I think George, you had told me not long long ago, you still see a Robinette Trucking uh, yeah. truck floating around there every now and then. Sure do, but. Uh, but anyway, I'd take the bulldozer to the farm, unload it so I could follow the farmer on the dozer and show me what he all he wanted done. And I needed the dozer there with me in case he, you know, I needed to dig into the ground to make sure there wasn't any uh, solid rock there because that, that would affect the price. So, but anyway, so my dad told me early on if, if I ever got to one of these clearing jobs and after the farmer showed me what he wanted cleared, if the farmer didn't ask me how much it was going to cost, he told me to load the bulldozer back up and come back to the shop. All because right. the reason the farmer wasn't asking is he didn't care how much it cost because he wasn't planning on paying. Uh-huh. And now, it so happens that not long after he gave me this advice, I went to a job, unloaded the dozer. Me and the farmer walked all over, you know, looked at the things he wanted done. Then he got in his pickup truck and left without ever asking me what <laughs> it would cost. And I thought, huh. And, uh, now, 99% of the farmers we ever dealt with were honest guys, always paid. This guy seemed like a nice guy, and I probably knew more than my dad about things like that anyways, what I thought. I mean, you know, he was old and out of touch, and uh, so he couldn't know about, about those today's times or in those days' times like I did since I was a young pup, you know. So so I went to clearing land, filling in holes, did about two or three days' worth of work for this guy. He came out and watched every now and then, but on the day I finished, he was gone. So I left a bill stuck in his screen door, loaded up, headed back to the stop. And y'all are probably way ahead of me here, but he never paid us a dime. Wow. So it seemed like old dad knew what he was talking about after all. And that's the story of a word of wisdom. Wow. Another fabulous tale or two, actually, from Tales from the Back Regime. Marshall McGaw, how can people get their own copy of Tales from the Back Regime. All right, we've been talking about Mount Pleasant here, so if you go down to the Mount Pleasant Museum of Local History, if you're close, they sell it right there on the square in Mount Pleasant. Great place to visit, even if you don't want to buy the book. Uh, Mount Ple- If you're close and don't want to buy the book, Mount Pleasant Columbia Library both have a copy. If you if you want your own copy or if you live too far to get to, the, to one of those libraries or get to Mount Pleasant, Amazon.com. BarnesandNoble.com, BooksMillion.com, Apple Bookstore, just about anywhere that sells books online. And if you read electronically, you can even get Kindle or Nook. 
And of course, that uh, Apple Bookstore, you just get it on your phone and click it when you read it. It's short, easy to read chapters. That's the way I like books. But and if you aren't sure this book is for you, go to my website, marshallmcgall.com. I have a, a link on there that will take you to Amazon and click on Look Inside, and you can read about six pages of it there to decide if you want or not. So a whole lot of different ways to get it. Yeah. Now, you know, the thing is, someone said you might even be bringing some autographed copies of Tales from the Backwards Z when you come next week to is our show. Is that true? That is true. It sure is. I'm, I'm bring excited. Some, I'm going to bring some copies and, and have my pen in hand. Pen does, in hand. does one have my name on it, and does the other have George's name on it? Well, you know it. That's good no, because my mama took my tears from the back of his hand. She would not give it back. She wouldn't, would she? No. And that's okay. She's enjoying it over there in North Carolina. I want to enjoy it again over here. But, of course, we get to hear Marshall McGaugh tell the tales every week here on Americana Central Time. On Sunday nights on WKRM. Legend has it. Your friend, Del Kennedy, owner-operator of WKRM and WKOM, will be in the studio, too, next week for a grand reunion. Wow, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. So the big guy's going to be here. Yeah, I hadn't seen old Delk in a while, so it it will be exciting. All right. We're going to have to take your picture together and put it on Facebook and do all kinds of good things. It's going to be good. We might even have some food from the country dumpling. Who knows? Oh, now that would be great. We should ask. Yeah. We need to ask her. Well, Marshall, we look forward to seeing you next week. Of course, Ruder Feldman will be here, too, from down there in Pensacola. Yes. He's bringing a guitar playing friend with him. He's going to play some songs. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Tony Garcia. And Marshall McGall will be telling us, regaling us with a tale from the backwards E in person in this very studio house. And you all can come and watch this Front Porch Radio Theater at the corner of Walker Street and West, West 7th. 7th in beautiful downtown Columbia with Marshall McGall, Tales from the Back for Z, live and in person right here on WKRM next Sunday night. Thank you, Marshall McGall. Marshall, we can't wait. We'll see you next Sunday. I, I can't wait either. See you all next Sunday. All okay. Right. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. Bye. Well, I tell you what, it's just so much fun here. We got some great music coming in just a second, too. The one and only fabulous Buster Kleiner is coming in, and then Justin Bowman is coming in from the Columbia Music Fest. And we got some fine words from our fine sponsors right now here, Americana. Ann, are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. The best in music, news, and sport in Southern Mill, Tennessee. You're listening to WKRM 103.7. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. 
Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Lewis Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee. That's WKRM 103.7 FM, Columbia. Radio! 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 Turn your radio on! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. Yes, this is your friend, George Hamilton V, along with your friend, Americana Ann Johnson. How are you doing, Americana Ann? I'm doing great. How are you doing, GV? I'm doing great. You know, having you here makes me want to say this once again. We are talking about the Americana Music Triangle right now. The Americana Music Triangle stretches from Nashville to Memphis, all the way down to New Orleans, and all the music we have here on this show, we love to focus on music that was either born and bred or heavily inspired by music born and bred in the Americana Music Triangle. The Americana Music Triangle, where history made music. And music made history. Oh, yeah, you're so right, Americana Ann. And, you know, go to AmericanaMusicTriangle.com and plan your trip on the Gold Record, Record Road. Road. We're right here in beautiful downtown Columbia, Tennessee, Americana Central Time on WKRM. We want to thank Mary Susan Kennedy for her kind words. She's been listening to the show tonight. Uh, I bet Delk's listening to the show, too. Hey, Mary Susan. Hey, Delk. They're getting all excited about coming in next week. Well, they've got a big visitor coming in. Marsha McGaugh. You know, Delk An old to, friend. Yeah, Delk used to go to Marshall McGall's house, you know, after school. and But now, Marshall McGall is going to be coming to Delk's house right here, the corner of Walker and West Summit, WKRM, WKOM, the Front Porch Radio House. That's right. In Columbia, Tennessee. You know, we have a friend who is here visiting us now, who is no stranger to Americana Central Time, because he was here just a few months ago. And also, he is a star of the Viva Nash Vegas radio show. Did you know that, Americana Ann? That's very cool. He is the fabulous Buster Kleinert, and he lives down in Pensacola now. Buster Kleinert, are you here? I am here, son. 
Man, oh man, you you were playing some shows around town this past weekend. Yeah, that's why I came into town. Uh, made the trip up from Pensacola. I, I played uh, uh, I, two shows. I had one Friday night and one uh, Saturday afternoon, okay. and kind of kind of got back into what I used to do when I used to live here. So yeah. it was it was a lot of fun. Saw a lot of people that I knew. One of them was Craig Anderson of Catfish. Yes, Seminar. it was. Yes, Craig was there, and Craig is listening tonight. By the yeah. way, he's he's listening. What about Cam Pierce? Uh, I, I didn't get to see Cam, okay. and and uh, but I did let him know that that I was on. Hopefully, he's got his his radio yeah. tuned in. Or his now, y'all phone. were all on the show together. Uh, we were it's, earlier. It's, it's been over two years. I've been gone no for two way. years, George. <laughs> so, are you saying you've lived in Pensacola for two years? Yeah. So, Buster, I want you to meet Marshall McGaw. He can hear you. You won't be. Hello, able to- Marshall. We spoke before. <laughs> he he can't speak to you because we don't have him on the phone. Okay. Yeah, but he's coming up here yeah. next week to yeah. read from his book. I always enjoy listening to him tell his stories too. Yeah, oh, that's but now good. we're going to find out exactly where he lives. Of course, it'll be a private communique that we send to you, so that maybe you all might be able to link up down there because you are a, a, quite a storyteller through your songs, and Marshall McGall, of course, a storyteller through his book, right? And then, of course, Ruder Feldman, a wonderful harmonica player down in Pensacola, yeah. you might be interested in jamming with because you now you're playing all your live concerts down there in the Pensacola area. I am. I'm playing clubs down there. Uh, I don't play as much as I did when I was really into the music scene. Well, you're having too here. much fun surfing now. Uh, well, not so much surfing as <laughs> laying my big fat thing on a on a float in a pool. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I personally don't think that you are fat. No. Because it's I all think muscle. he is very fit to be 76 yeah. years old. He's yeah. actually styling and profiling. Well, you know, the fountain of youth is apparently in Florida and you probably Ponce de Leon looked for it all his life and I finally found it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, could you regale us with one of your songs right now? I will be Western happy Planet. to. This is off you got two brand new albums here. Well this is not off of the off of the album right okay. here. Uh this is a brand new song that I just got through. In fact, you can still uh, smell the new song smell on it. Hey. Uh, I've, uh, this I is a that world was a radio Benz. debut right here. Right. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, a true story about one time when uh, alcohol made me a whole lot stupider than I normally am. All right. Buster Kleinert right here on Americana Central Time, WKRM. Yeah, I was drunk And I admit it And if you ain't been there yourself You might not get it Just one of them nights Nothing better to do I was a little too loud A little too rowdy too Yeah, I was drunk and I admit it. So I probably didn't hear old Norman when he told me to quit it. I just kept going, thinking I was cool. All of a sudden, I'm flying backwards off that stool. I interrupt this song to bring you an important message. 
You see, Norman was a huge grizzly bear of a man. He looked kind of like a lumberjack. In fact, he was so big, if he'd stand in front of the window, the whole room would go dark. He'd been an All-American football player, a professional wrestler, an MMA champion. And if I'm not mistaken, at one time he was a hitman for the Russian Mafia. <laughs> well, I'd, no, I just made that last part up. But anyway, Norman owned that bar, and being the owner of the bar, he was also the barkeeper, the dishwasher, the chief financial officer, the doorman, in this particular case, the bouncer. Well, the last thing I remember seeing before I went flying off of the aforementioned stool was Norman's enormous fist, which I estimated to be at least 20 inches across, traveling toward my face at over a 1,000 miles an hour. I now return you to the song already in progress. <laughs> I saw bright lights and stars as the floor rushed up to meet me. But I never saw Norman as his boots came up to greet me. Well, there was blood and beer mixed with my tears. And what else, heaven knows, that was the night old Norman broke my nose. I was on the floor, searching for the door. When up come Norman just itching to give me more But I'd had enough I tried to tell him so Pretty sure I cried and begged him to let me go Well I'm still not sure How I got away But next thing I know, I'm coming too the next day. I couldn't move. I couldn't speak. Both eyes swelled shut. I couldn't see for a week. I interrupt this song again to bring you another important message. Looking back... I'm not sure Norman was the only one responsible for my demise. I can't be certain uh, how many pairs of boots was stomping me, how many pool cues were pummeling my nearly lifeless body, or how many beer mugs was busted across my head. The only thing I can be certain of is there was more than enough of each to get the job done. So here's some advice to all you macho cowboys out there who think that after a couple of adult beverages, you're invincible. Spoiler alert, you ain't. So if one night you're feeling particularly froggy and you see this mountain of a man coming towards you with his fists clenched, his eyebrow raised, giving you the stink eye, stop whatever you're doing. Run like heck for the exit. Don't stop till you're in the next county, and for God's sake... Don't slow down. He might be gaining on you. You'll thank me for this later. I return you again to the song already in progress. <laughs> I saw bright lights and stars As the floor rushed up to meet me But I never saw old Norman As his boots came up to greet me well, there was blood and beer mixed with my tears And what else, heaven knows, that was the night Old Norman broke my nose 
man, oh man. Is that a true story? That is a true story. A true story. It happened at a little uh, club, if you want to call it a club, a beer joint, <laughs> uh, uh, up in Nashville on Murfreesboro Road that was called the Stagecoach. Yeah. I've been there. You remember the Stagecoach? I do. Yeah. Sometimes that place was rougher than a night in jail. Uh, my life was rougher than a night in jail <laughs> uh, back in those days. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I used to go to jail to get, to get relief. <laughs> <laughs> But I tell you what, we're going to get a little bit of relief from the laughter. I'm just kidding, but we're having fun. We got a commercial break coming up here, and then we're going to have more good times, laughter, great music with Buster Kleiner. Then we got Justin Bowman, who's going to be singing us a song or two. He's right. from the Columbia Music Fest. And then Buster Kleiner, thank you for being here. Before we go to our commercial break, how can people find you online? Uh, basically, all I got nowadays is just a Facebook page. But okay. if you put put in there and you want to see where I'm playing and stuff like that, yeah. uh, or find out how to get my music, just just look up Buster Kleinard, C L I N A R D. That's right. And uh, uh, I'll let you know how to get the stuff. All right. Well, we'll be back with more with Buster Kleinard in just a second here on Americana Central Time, WKRM, Columbia. Hey, this is Brenda Lynn Allen. Thank you for tuning in to 103.7 FM WKRM, Columbia, Tennessee. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me, painfree.com, or call 615-551-9224. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, health care, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. 
WKRM 103.7 Columbia, Tennessee. Your front porch radio for the Columbia Central Lions, the Tennessee Vols, and the Atlanta Braves. Radio! Radio! And now, your host, a singer, songwriter, world-traveling troubadour, and 30-year veteran of the Grand Ole Opry, George Hamilton V. And the one and only Colonel William Covington, our announcer emeritus from on high. Of course, Buster Kleinert, you met Colonel William Covington. I sure did. I met him several times when yeah. we were doing the uh, Diva Nash the Vegas, Vegas radio show. show. Yeah, man, uh, you would always just wonderful uh, man. Well, the audience man. would always just be thrilled by your music and your presence on stage. I mean, you're a charismatic. Performer, that's why we call you the fabulous Buster Kleiner. You know, Mama used to call that being a show off. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, you're doing it right. And that story, a true story of pain and misery, people can listen to uh, on the WKRMRadio.com podcast. Go to the podcast yes. on WKRMRadio.com. Scroll down to Americana Central Time. You can hear Buster Kleiner tonight. It'll be tomorrow or the next day. We'll have it up on the podcast, Americana Central Time. Go to 10-22-23 and scroll on over to here. Buster Kleiner right here on Americana Central Time. Buster, you are a singer-songwriter unmatched by anyone. How do you do it? I think Hank Williams did a better job at it than All I right. did, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, I... Uh, Some people say he was heavily inspired by To be by honest, you? yeah, yeah. Uh, Early in my life, well, not early in my life, but uh, in about 1972, I heard Chris Christopherson's first album yeah. for the first time, and I just told myself then, I said, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I don't do it as well as him, but I do it, and I love it, Yeah. and I just hope my stories, uh, what I hope my stories will do is, is make you cry, make you laugh, make you think. Oh, they do. This and is Buster Kleinard. I tell you, thank you for coming here on your whirlwind tour through Nashville this past I'm, weekend. I tell you, this whirlwind tour made me realize I'm too old for whirlwind <laughs> tours. <I'm, laughs> I won't be doing fun. very many of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, this is a rare treat. Here is Buster Kleiner with another song on Americana Central Time. What's this one, Buster? This one is, is also a new one. Okay. Uh, it's a brand new one, and it's just what I call a reflection song. Just okay. Kind of looking back over the last seventy six years and uh, uh, kind of just just you know what little thoughts that come through your head through that time. Yeah. So anyway, here it is. Buster Kleiner, right here on WKRM. Days are getting shorter Oh, but what the hell Who needs daylight When there's nothing to see Here on in this barroom I guess I'm doing well just to stay on this stool and not fall down to my knees. I 
life is hard Then you die That's what an old man told me one time But I don't believe it Gotta be something else Even if it's locked up somewhere in your mind Looking for something Finding nothing Nothing's enough if you play So keep on looking Don't give up Maybe something Will find you One night Declined right here thank on Americana Central Time. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you for including us on your world tour this weekend. Speaking Lester. of world tour, I've been spreading the word about Front Porch Radio, by the way, and I want to throw a shout-out to somebody in Scotland, Susie Graham, who is listening tonight. Nice. My wife listening in Pensacola and a couple of other people, Craig Anderson, who you yeah, mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Catfish Seminar. And, yeah. uh, my buddy, Stephen Beard. Cool. is listening and those i know are listening i think a bunch of other people my son lynn is listening yes well so. i tell you what buster Kleiner, well, thank not you only, everybody yeah <laughs> not only are you a fantastic superlative singer songwriter prophet but you're also a pr man public relations is your middle name of course i you know i, I see something good i want everybody to know about uh-huh. it and i tell them all about it i tell them about uh uh, WKRM all the time, and I and I I, I tell them about your show and yeah. and uh, 
course, I listen in as much as I can also. So, yeah. But I tell you what, we got your CDs here. We'll be It's worth you. it. We, that's right. We're going to be adding you to rotation here right. for sure on the Mule Town Merry-Go-Round. Now, are you driving back hour. tonight? No, I got a hotel over by the interstate where all I got to do is just wake up in the morning, jump on the interstate, and then remember that I got to go back and get my car, and then I'm going to drive down. Okay, so yeah. are you staying in Columbia? Yes, right over by the interstate gotcha. at the Quality Inn over there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And the room okay. number, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I can tell you, so, hey, <laughs> that's an location. <laughs> you know, uh, and the thing is, uh, Buster Kleiner, I might just have to follow you over there because wherever he goes, there is a party. Check out Buster Kleiner next time he's playing at a theater near you. And wow. Ruder Feldman, I can see you all teaming up. You're going to be something, a force to be reckoned with. Marsha McGall, Ruder Feldman, and Bl- Buster Kleinard. Can you imagine? I know. The only thing that makes it That would better, be stronger than death right there. If you, Americana Ann, went on tour with them. You know, talking about Americana Ann, your name comes from the Americana Music Triangle where history made music. And music made history. That's right. You can find out more about the Americana Music Triangle by going to AmericanaMusicTriangle.com and plan your trip on the... Gold Record Road. 1,500 miles of bliss. Yeah, well, we're getting ready to have a 1,500 miles of bliss in one man's voice. We've got Justin Bowman right here in the studio. Which one's Justin Bowman? Hey, yeah. Justin, I'm American. With a real Justin Bowman stand up. And I'll tell you what, this just, you were actually. He on brought the, friends. I know. You were on the Mule Time Merry Go Round just a few, maybe a few weeks ago. We may want to put this uh, microphone here on your guitar. Okay, this, this one here? Yeah. yeah. And uh, now, wait a minute. Now, this is the man. Are you the drummer or the guitar player? I am the guitar player. So. That's right. Now, yes. you were on the Mule Time Merry Go Round. Now, too. where's your accent from? Massachusetts. Um, wow, so you're bona fide. Yes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> Born and raised. I knew that. Wait a minute, I got it right here. Do you still live there? No, I live here in Manchester. You live in Manchester. Yes. Yes. So where Bonnaroo is and all that? Yeah. So yeah, you, do you go home. every year? No. <laughs> Can you, uh, I'm actually, uh, I get all cloudy and I'm getting older, especially this time of night. What is your name again? My name is Michael. Michael? Yes, sir. All What's right. your last name? Green, just like the color. Michael yeah. Green. Yes. I thought you were saying, yeah. my name is Michael. I I've got, got a nickel. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a fantastic guitar player. Fantastic guitar yeah. player. Really? Yes. Yes. I try. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, that's cool. And you have someone else here. Well, you know, so this is Joey Radke. This is my drummer. Joey. Yeah. Joey what? Radke. Oh, Radke. Radke. Yeah. That's cool. I'm Southern. She is Americana yeah. and. So Both of these guys drifted sure. down from the, north, from the north, so that's why they're called the Drifters. Just, so just a moment Justin. of the Drifters. Yeah. 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 Gotcha. Yeah. You can have a seat. Come on. I've been sitting all day. You yeah. have. Yeah. Okay. And he may even dance while Justin is singing this song. Now, Justin, your songs are just fantastic, and uh, you you got your guitar with you. Actually, it's Kristen Larkins. It is Kristen Larkins. I appreciate her letting me borrow it. Yeah, yeah so you were over at Columbia Music Fest. Sure was. Yeah. And, uh, man, I've heard that thing was just fantastic. Today. Yeah, if, if the people out there in Radio Land, if they haven't been to something like this, they definitely need to because it is a blast. There's a lot of cool things goes on in Columbia. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, you actually— That's why we call it Cool, cool Columbia. Columbia. <laughs> 
That's right. All right, I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm going to let the music do the talking. Here is right. Justin Bowman. All right, this one's called uh, uh, The Great Unknown. This is, this is a song about my father. I grew up in a church across for right. upbringing. This is about him talking about The Great Unknown. can't afford to lose my mind is like my heart stubborn through and through and when my darkness overtakes me and I'm sitting through the pages of my youth before you stood a fine man that's what the people say and I can still seem to see his face but I cannot recall his name And he got caught up in the winding ponds Do they all look the same? And it is a long dark hall to the riverbank Where once I laid my head and I called it my home It's a far cry from where I was that day Oh, you are going to the great unknown There were some words written a long time ago And they spoke of a man who would read what I saw And though all the world forsake him Well, I still hold his heart So if I lay silent the end of my days when the last word is spoken With the last breath I take Don't you dare cry for me For I'm across that riverbank And it was a long dark hole to the riverbank Where now I lay my head and I call it my home It's a far cry from where I was that day With you I'm going to the great unknown With you I'm going to the great unknown Man, oh man, Justin Bowman right here. Yeah. The band is called Justin Bowman and the Drifters? Yeah, Justin Bowman and the Drifters. Yeah. And uh, so you all over there at Columbia Music Fest tonight was over at the uh, Rebel on yeah. Riverside. Yeah, Riverside Drive. And man, from what I heard, it just packed it huh? was packed it was a really good time yeah, it was a lot of good bands every act there was solid it was really a good time yeah, yeah. well we had you on mule time merry-go-round a couple weeks back yeah. of course you're here tonight we're hoping to get you on americana central time to do like a, a set you yes know. yeah we were having an ep come out of about november or so okay so, yeah we're looking forward to that that's gonna be yeah. good so maybe this be like the the debut or, yeah. or something like yeah. that when you come back yeah. well i tell you what we're almost out of time for tonight how can people visit you online okay so you but, but the most you can get the most information from our website. So that's www.justinbowmanandthedrifters.com. Okay. Is that Amperstein or A-N-D? That's A-N-D. Yeah, okay. so, yeah, so. The old-fashioned way. will y'all come back? Definitely. Anytime. All Anytime. of We it. love this. It's going to be like a full band representation. It yeah. may be unplugged, but you know what I'm saying. It'll I be just plugged need to go unplugged. ahead and yeah. do the invite. It's fantastic. I want to remind people, I'm going to be doing a show with my good friend, Roger D. Ferris, who wrote Yabba Dabba Doo, The King is Gone, and so are you. Some old side road for Keith Whitley, Yabba Dabba Doo for George Jones, and loving you again for Emily Lou Harris, and Michael Kelsch, who is a fantastic singer-songwriter. We will be at Big Shakes here in Columbia next 
This coming Friday night, the 27th, starting at 6.30, I believe the show is free, and you cannot beat that food. And we're going to try to see if we can sing and sing some songs that are just as fine. It's going to be hard to catch up with Justin Bowman. you got some fine, fine songs. How long have you been writing? I guess uh, when I was a kid, I started at about seven, and I would copy lyrics down. I would hear a song, but I I wanted to feel what it felt like to put pen to paper, so I started doing that. And I guess I started playing guitar around 13 or 14, but I started songwriting anywhere from 10 to 15 or something. Cool. So when you would copy these songs then that was your inspiration yeah i would see how the, the meter of the writing and how it right. felt and then i would analyze the words and stuff and my dad growing up he done music all the time so it was always in my head so mm-hmm. i just always been attracted to words and so your your dad writing. played an instrument as he well didn't. he was a church across song leader yeah um, oh yeah, i see yeah, he was one of the best in the southeast really good man and he inspired me just to be creative as i could about things so yeah it's turned real, royal for me. I've, I've really enjoyed it. And once again, people can find out more about you at? JustinBowmanAndTheDrifters.com. Cool. Well, we're going to let Justin Bowman play us out tonight here into the evening in Columbia, Tennessee, Americana Central Time on WKRM. Remember, you can listen to the podcast of this show by going to WKRMRadio.com. Push the podcast button. Scroll down to Americana Central Time. It'll be the 10 23 show. Should be up there on the podcast page sometime tomorrow or Tuesday morning. And to end the evening tonight here at WKRM with the live music, the soulful voice sounds, guitar picking of Justin Bowman and his band is in the studio with us. They may even sort of like just, well, they may hoop and holler as we get near the end of the song. But thank you so much for coming out here tonight. Remember that Columbia Music Fest. Go to ColumbiaMusicFest.com. And once again, the Facebook, the website for Justin Bowman is... JustinBowmanAndTheDrifters.com All right, here is Justin Bowman to sing us off in the night on WKRM Columbia, Tennessee. This one's called uh, Things to Which I Owe. Riding a train from Mexico in the snow, in the rain of my mind It's time I've left some things behind me Like Ohio and the things on my left hand Believe it or not, I will not rot in a jail cell They'll hang me for my wrong Not long from the rooster's crow Please write my mom until the rub love to her my body's got to go East Texas moon looks like a sunrise Bright enough to expose all my flaws Long before the tracks to rail calls Connected the end of the Indian nation land I robbed and killed men of fortune Heading back from the west With a pocket full of gold But now it's time for me to pay back These things for which I own Miss, I know you were a mother And I chose to write you Instead of my own 
Please travel north outside of Pecos to an old church house known as the Estacado's Fold. In the back where they used to place communion, there's a loose plank where stash your firstborn's gold. Now it's time for me to pay back these things for which I Take me high in the East Texas sky and they'll let my spirit roll these flatlands and these hills. Guarding every weary traveler from killers like me and the bad things of the unknown. If you hear a gunshot in the night, just know it was my 44. Mr. Bowman right here on Americana Central Time. Thank you all for listening to Americana Central Time tonight on WKRM. We'll see you all next week on Americana Central Time. Until then, sweet dreams and sleep tight, y'all. Here are the staple singers to live us a little bit of that. Swing low on WKRM.